Welcome to the business of beautiful spaces. I'm your host, Laura Thornton, principal of Thornton Design. I'm beyond thrilled to bring you this podcast where I am going to share over 25 years of experience in the interior design industry. As an experienced interior designer, I understand the challenges of running a successful business while also creating beautiful and functional spaces for our clients. Throughout my career, I've worked closely with trades and other professionals to bring my clients' vision to life. And along the way, I've learned a thing or two about balancing that creativity and practicality when running a business. In this podcast, I aim to share my knowledge, my insight with you, other designers, covering all the aspects of the interior design industry, from the creative process to the business side of things, from selecting the right materials to managing budgets and timelines. I am going to share all the tips and tricks that I have learned over the years to help you run a successful interior design business. Whether you're a seasoned professional or just starting out in this industry, this podcast will be for you. I'm looking forward to sharing my experience with you, answering your questions, and helping you navigate the exciting world of interior design. So let's get started on the business of beautiful spaces and explore the art of creating beautiful and functional spaces while running a successful business. Hi, welcome back to the business of beautiful spaces. Today, let's talk contracts and why you need them in your interior design business. I know it's an ugly topic. Who wants to deal with lawyers and who wants to actually talk about contracts? Cause it's boring. Um, <laughs> so, so boring, not so great for our creative minds, but such a necessity. And your contract will very quickly become your best friend if you don't have one already. And if you do, you already know what I mean. And, and even though I'm not a lawyer and none of this is anything other than my personal opinion with experience with having one, um, I don't want anyone to take what I'm saying out of turn. You a hundred percent need to be speaking to a lawyer or somebody in, um, wherever you live that can actually walk you through what needs to be on your contract. And it should be very specific to your business. I know I touched on this before in another episode, um, but I'm going to dive a little bit deeper into it. And, I, and I've seen on online and in multiple forums that I go into that people are selling their contracts to other designers. And I get that that's a revenue stream for people. And I would never want to take that away for someone, but I really feel that there is a legal obligation that the individual who is purchasing a contract that should be legally binding should be made with a lawyer. That's just my opinion. That's what makes me help me sleep at night and makes me not worry. Um, so today I want to just talk about the pros and cons of having that contract and what I made sure was included on mine. And I do deal with a lawyer who's very specifically involved in the construction and design industry. And so that made me um, very happy to find somebody that I knew did this regularly. They weren't needing to get additional information from me in order to write that contract properly because this is something they do all the time. So she knew the right verbiage. She knew the right questions to ask to get the information out of me so that I who didn't know what needed to be in a contract. I am not a lawyer, even though I did go to school to be one first before I became a designer. I didn't get very far. Um, <laughs> uh, I definitely did not go anywhere near far enough to know what would be the right or wrong thing to include. And so, um, you know, having a contract, I know is a scary thing because it's not comfortable to present a contract to our clients, basically saying, you know, here we go. Now it's all legally binding. It feels really uncomfortable, but um, it is a necessity. 
And once you start using it, um, I think you will see the advantages that it provides you and your, and your client. Um, so, you know, the expert guidance that a lawyer who has been trained in law and understand the legal nuances that may be overlooked by someone without legal training, they can really help us draft a legally sound contract that adi- adequately protects our interests, our work, ourselves. If you're not a corporation or incorporated, you and your personal money, um, this can definitely help you there too, by reducing risk. A lawyer will help minimize potential risks and avoid future legal disputes by ensuring that all the terms and conditions are clearly laid out in your contract and nothing is left to interpretation. And this is one of the reasons why I was saying it's so important to walk through your process. Hopefully you have one um, with your lawyer. So they know what it is that you touch and what you do and what you're providing your client so that the verbiage in which they are providing you with is actually creating a legally binding document that is accurate. So if you ever do have to defend yourself, um, it's very clear what your limits are, what you do and what you don't do. Um, just a sidebar on the lawyer that did it for me. Um, my contract is quite long. It is 16, 17, 18 pages. Now I also finessed mine, of course, because we're creatives. I didn't want just this jimble jobble of words. Um, I, actually made mine look like all of my other client facing elements. Meaning um, if you did listen to our podcast on the welcome guide and the expectation guides and the templates that we have in our office, it actually has the same look and feel as one of those documents. But of course it's called contract and it's dated on every single page. Um, and it does have a, a, an even flow. It, it looks like something that has come from our office. Um, but obviously there's signatures that are required along the way. I did add in uh, photos and pictures in the backgrounds and faded them out so that it had a little bit more of a panache to it. So it doesn't feel like such a, a document. <laughs> can't help myself with making things look pretty. Um, But what our lawyer has done for me, I shouldn't say us, she did it for me. I'm the only one that touches the documents in our office. Basically, because each project is a little bit different, what she was able to provide me with was on the second or third page where it actually goes into scope of work. It is a list of all the steps and things that we do and all the selections that we make. So again, it can be quite lengthy. And as per project or phase for the way that which we work, meaning I know this is long winded. um, I have three phases. And within each phase, there's numerous steps. But there is a contract that goes along with each phase of our design process. So the first phase of our design process is solely the design work, our interior design fees to create your dream home, for example. So if I send you a contract with along with the invoice, the contract is only for phase one. And if we move on to phase two, you're going to get another contract. So the selections that I'll make on that, let's say it's call it third page. Um, she's got every single item itemized. So if it's only phase one, obviously, I'm going to remove 
all the things that have to do with construction or all the things that have to do with installation day, all the things that have to do with trade day, we're not there yet. So basically, it'll come down to the scope of work and we will provide you with and everything's itemized and numbered um, floor plans, reflective ceiling plans, electrical plans. So we will we'll itemize each item that is included in scope of work. So this way, every time I'm creating a new contract with a new client or a new phase or whatever it may be, I am actually picking and choosing the elements. So now, because I've walked through with the lawyer, our process, nothing gets missed. So even if I didn't think of it, it doesn't matter because every item is listed, I can't go wrong. So it's a checklist or a template a checklist within a template. Um, so it provides me with all those, oh yes, right, we're going to do that too. And and so I make sure by having this now that nothing gets missed. So um, by taking that time with the lawyer and having it written out, then it's almost like a, um, a second set of eyes. I don't have to worry. Everything is there. And so every time I go to do the contract, I'm just eliminating and then it automatically adjusts the numbers. Um, and I thought that was a really great idea and a really great way. Because every time you do a contract, you do have to write your scope of work. So it can be a little more generic in my um, abbreviation or my verbiage, like a paragraph of scope, but then it's very specific in this section of my, of my um, contract. And, and I, like I said, I quite like that because, um, you know, it allows me to have the ability to have second eyes on it. So I'm going to walk through the first page is like I said, it's pretty, it's got a floor plan in the background and it just says Thornton design contract with our logo and then our client's name and the date. The next page um, just goes into how we, you know, what, what basically how we believe um, that your home should create memories and that our proven nine step process is uniquely designed. So it's just a little blurb about us and thank you. And we look forward to working with you is at the end. Each page has our address on the left-hand side and phone number, contact information, our logo on the right-hand side and the date in the upper right-hand corner with the word contract. Um, and like I mentioned, I have pretty these up. So each page will have a photo of work that we have done. Um, we create these in Canva. Um, and then what I also do is kind of fade out the pictures. So it's just a little bit of a background. And then on the left-hand side will be with whatever paragraph or section of the contract. So they know where they are at. So instead of it just being 15 pages of pure writing, this is a little bit prettied up and it looks like something that came from our design firm. So, uh, sorry, page three which I lied to you earlier. So page three actually is the design service agreement, which has our client's names, the address of the renovation project, a brief description of the scope of work that we are providing along with authorized contact persons, including their name, email, and phone number. And then there starts to go into the legal mumbo jumbo of how Thornton design will be the we, us, our in this contract. Um, and then the page four, sorry, I said three earlier, it's actually page four, uh, is the project scope, which is the service description section of our contract. And then those items are all itemized one by one by one. So for example, it starts off with as built CAD drawings from our site measurements. Then number two is concept design drawings, floor plans, and elevations. Three is design meetings and review concept and design. And it just keeps going down. You know, it includes um, 2D floor plans and elevations. It includes 3D renderings. It includes pr- proposed lighting and switching plans. Um, 
dimension 2D floor plans are like very specific, where you'd be like, well, you just already said that reflective ceiling. No, no, dimensioned, because I don't want anything left to interpretation. And that's important to me. So if I'm going to have a contract, I want to make sure that it is zipped up real tight. So um, I really like that she's done this for us. So like I said, every single time we can tweak it. Then what we also have on page um, five is service descriptions, scope of work, additional services, because we all know that there's creep of scope, or we are on the job site. And, um, you know, they Oh, you know what else I need, I need this. And then we end up doing some free work. <laughs> so in this section, it's basically saying, in addition, we would also be happy to provide you with these other services if requested, we can supply a quote, and it'll have every single item that I removed out of that previous page. So they know we still do all these things, but it is not included in this contract. So if you get asked this on a job site and they want you to now do another room essentially, and you you feel nervous about um, not coming back to the table with a new price, it's very easy now to say, you know what? It's not in the contract. It's not included legally in our scope of work. I'd be very happy to go back to the office. I will let you know what that'll cost you. And then I can draw up another contract. Isn't that fabulous? It's like your best friend holding your hand and you don't have to like be the mean guy. You can literally blame the contract because it's not in your scope of work, which means you are no longer legally protected. If something goes wrong with that element, I don't care if it's even a lamp. This you can use as your best friend and say, oh, it's not in our contract. So I'll go back to the office. I'll look up and figure out what that's going to cost you. And then I'm happy to send you another contract with that quote. Yay. So it can use this as a tool yet another pro. Um, And then sadly, it goes into the fees and payment schedule, which, you know, is sometimes scary for our client. It will literally let them know exactly what we're asking for a deposit and or retainer. It also in our situation will break down those payments in the first payment, second payment and final payment, if that's what the case may be. It also spells out um, if there is monthly invoices, this is how that'll happen, all of our fees, people who are higher, and then it goes into all the legalese. Um, and then everyone signs it. So mine is signed. Um, I had a signature done years ago, so it's put into the, the program already signed, but our clients now sign this. I have put the date in myself, so there's no um, way for them to tweet that, and they're signing it and sending it back. Plus, I print their name, so all they have to do is sign above the line. Now, after that, there is literally... Oh God, like, what am I right? Okay, 17 pages. So it's page after page after page of other elements that they need to read. Uh, provisions of our service, which basically talks about um, sign-offs, final decisions, format of work product, um, timelines, any change requests, how we do not offer warranties, exclusions, cleaning, other professionals coming in that we are hiring. It it literally goes through everything. So I don't want to bore you with all the legalese on this because I literally would be here for two hours reading it to you and that's no fun. But what I would like to do is tell you why I think in addition to the items I just said, why this is helpful for you. I do think the customization is a huge pro. So if you are going to be working with a lawyer, again, I'm not a lawyer, but I just think it is so simple and easy to be adjusting the contract every time you have a new client or a new project scale or a new room. Um, It's really easy to manipulate that that list as long as you know what items you want on it. Um, As long as you and your client also know 
and understand your legal implications. So the lawyers are well-versed in understanding and interpreting the law and regulations in your area. Obviously, that's going to differ for all of us, depending on where we live. And they can ensure that your contract adheres to all those relevant laws, potentially saving you from a legal problem in the future. Um, And the protection of your intellectual property. A lawyer can help you protect your intellectual property rights and prevent any unauthorized uses of your design if you so wish to go down that path as well. Now, the cons of hiring a lawyer to do this for you is costly. Um, Years and years ago when I first did this, I believe it was $3,500 and that's Canadian, but that's going back quite a bit. And now that I have it, and we have a rapport, if something changes, or I offer something new at the business, and I need to add it into this existing contract, it's very minimal to do so. The initial cost is the big ticket item. Um, And then once you have it, you can tweak it on an hourly basis, if that's how your lawyer works, but it's not the same amount to move forward and change a few things. So it is costly initially. And it will be time consuming initially because you do need to explain to your lawyer all the things that you do in your business. But at the end of the day, you are going to have something that gives you a lot of confidence. I don't know about you, but it helps me sleep at night. Um, And it's something that makes you look 100% professional. No questions asked, period. Um, You know, the other thing is a lot of the verbiage is overly complex, I'm the first one to admit it. And I did ask for it to be dumbed down. And I don't mean that in an insulting way. What I wanted it to be was everyday language. And the response I got was that in some scenarios you can do that, but now everything gets opened up to interpretation. So definitely um, ask if there's a reason in your area why it shouldn't be, um, the language that it is, but I wanted it to be something that if I was reading this to my client, um, or if they had questions, I wasn't confused by it. I didn't have to like think about what was what I wanted it to be really clear. But again, the verbiage is really particular for a reason. And that's why we're paying these lawyers. So trust them, like we ask our clients to trust us. Um, But yes, it can be difficult to understand or have your client understand, potentially leading to confusion or misinterpretation. But that's why it's really important to ask your clients, hey, do you have any questions about this contract? Do you know, I've never I think I've been asked like three times about the contract total. Like, I think I've had it for it's got to be at least 15 years, whether they read it or not. I mean, unless I read it to them, which I used to do, but it would take me like an hour and a half. um, Nobody asked me anything. So I don't know if it's just like our apps that we just say, yep, we're good. Skip to the next thing. I, I can't wait to see what's going on. I don't know if they're reading it or not. And that's the hard part. But in addition to our contract, and this is a little um, a little sidebar, I make sure that on all our invoices, on every email that I send with an invoice or a contract, there are a few items that are highlighted, uh, especially custom furniture, non-refundable. It's tailored for you. So I make sure that it's repeated and repeated, even though I said it in the presentation, even though we say it, um, you know, when we meet the first time, even though it's in all of our uh, contracts, even though it's it's everywhere, um, it doesn't matter. They uh, sometimes, I don't know if they read it or they don't. So um, I definitely think the ease of it is nice to have it as uh, simple verbiage. But like I said, make sure you check with your lawyer. So the other thing that's a con is with the contract written by a lawyer, it's very rigid, it does not allow for easy adjustments or amendments in response to that changing circumstance that we talked about earlier. 
I quite like that. I like that the contract is my friend in on sites where I can't just be like, oh yeah, yeah, I'll just get you some kitchen, you know, I'll pick those paint colors for you in the kitchen or I'll get you that lamp. Cause I would, I would do that in the past. I a hundred percent would do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No problem. I'm out anyway. I'll grab it. Yeah, yeah. I'm out anyway, but it's still my time. And that's the time that I'm taking away from my family or even just time on my own. That's not work related. And it took me a long time to actually absorb and understand that. And I would be the yes girl for a lot of things because I never wanted to disappoint them. And I always wanted to to wow them. And at the end of the day, all that did was take time away from all the important people in, in my life. So um, I, I don't see it as a con. I know some people can, but I don't. I think it's a pro. And at this point, um, I think it can be for you too, if it isn't already. But you know, there are some potential disadvantages, but the, cro- the pros in my mind far outweigh the cons. Because if you get sued one time, that initial cost for that legal document is already paid for itself. Probably, hopefully, hopefully you don't get sued and need it. But I do know that it helps me sleep at night that I have this contract and it's signed. Um, We will not order anything. We will not set foot on the job site until that is signed and the deposit is received. Now I'm going to take it one step further. I actually have contracts that the same lawyer drew up for me with all of our vendors. And I know a lot of people gasp when I say that, but yep, I, if I am bringing in a vendor onto a job site, um, I don't know about a lot of places, but I know here in Ontario, we have to show a lot of documentation if they're coming in that they, um, you know, if someone gets hurt on a job site or, you know, all plethora of different items and reasons, but they have to be able to provide us with paperwork to be able to step onto a job site. Great. Okay. So before that even happens, before I will cut them a deposit check for whatever it is, if it is flooring, if it is paint, if it is wallpaper, if it is furniture, if it's hardwood, if it's millwork, anyone who is going to set foot on a job site that I am working on, they sign a contract. And they sign a contract that has a numerous of these legalese that are in our um, client contract. And it will be something that I will not give them the deposit until it's signed. And it takes the blame or any kind of responsibility. If someone does get hurt, they can't come and sue you. They can't do it just in addition to, um, you know, if they make a mistake, they are fully liable. Like they are signing something. If they want my business project after project after project, they are signing that contract before I will give them a deposit check. Again, I've never had pushback. Um, no one's ever questioned it. No one's ever, I've had one person ask me like, Ooh, Laura, I don't, I've never had to sign a contract before. I'm like, that's okay. Like you didn't, you can read it. And if you don't want to sign it, that's no problem. Thank you very much. I can find somebody else. So, um, I know that's a little bit, uh, deep for, (laughs) for many, but I like having protection from everything I do. And I'm surprised that I'm not asked to sign some more contracts, but I feel like it protects us. I feel like it protects our client and I feel like it hundred percent protects the vendor and everybody's winning if we're all living up to these requirements that we've all set out in our contract. So I hope that you find this helpful. I hope that you have a contract. I hope that you have gotten a lawyer involved when getting that contract. Um, I do know that it's a lot of money. I think it's worth it. I don't think anyone running a business shouldn't have a contract. I think it's the first thing that should get done in your business if you don't have it already, especially if you're not incorporated, because here in Ontario, Canada, um, you aren't protected. So if you are sued, they can come after 
your personal assets. So um, sorry, that got heavy. And that was a tangent. But I just wanted to touch on the contracts because I think they are one of the most important things in our business. And it's shocking to me when I am talking to other designers, how many don't have one so concerning. So get on it, put it on your to do list. I mean, it's already halfway through the year. I don't know how we're already in July. But put it on your list to do. If it doesn't get done, make sure in the September when it like, I don't know about you, but September to me is like, a new year kind of feeling, get it done so that that way every project moving forward, you feel that extra layer of protection. I hope you enjoyed this. I hope you got some information that was beneficial to you. I hope that you never need a contract, but if you do, there was some items in there that are super helpful to include in your future contract. Thanks for listening. I hope you all have a great week. Keep designing until next time. Bye for now.